Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. LA has the potential from a technology, innovation, creativity, new business creation standpoint to be the leading city in the planet. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised LA, and I created We Are LA Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of this show. Enjoy. Hi, this is Dave Whalen, Rebel 360 by day, bespoke strategy by night. I've been listening to We Are LA Tech pretty much from the beginning. I love the incredible range of guests and how Esprit makes such personal connections with them. I learn about business, LA, and myself with each episode. You can connect with me everywhere at DJ Whalen. That's D-J-W-H-E-L-A-N. Join thousands of people in LA Tech on our We Are LA Tech Facebook group where you can discover events, job opportunities, and even housing. Go to wearelatech.com slash community. We'll take you straight there. That's wearelatech.com slash community. Hey, today's personal spot as I am legit in bed playing hooky from life for the morning. I just wanted to share a little bit about curiosity. We had a team call yesterday and I had a huge oversight on the team call and a large contributor is because I didn't complete the process of curiosity. It's something that I learned in therapy a while ago. And I know that that word sounds really elementary, like, okay, you learned curiosity in therapy, but it's true that it enhances communication and understanding of others if we lead and default to being curious first rather than making assumptions or judging or thinking we can assess a situation without actually being curious about all the different pieces of a situation first. And so if there's a misunderstanding or something frustrating or anything of that nature, instead of just jumping to a conclusion, what I like to do and what I do my best to do, and I definitely failed this particular week, is to be curious, to really ask a lot of questions and to genuinely be curious about the situation and about what led up to the outcome of the situation before I start to make any, you know, judgments or actions in consequence of the outcome of the situation. So I hope that helps a little bit. I think curiosity is a really powerful thing and it's something that I look forward to getting better and better at. Sorry for my raspy voice. This is what I sound like in the mornings when I'm just lazily being in bed, trying to, I'm actually not trying to get out of bed yet. I'm trying to (laughs) squeeze out to the last second, but I am creating this personal spot for you. All right, enjoy the next episode. Welcome back to 
the We Are LA Tech podcast featuring LA Tech companies and talent. So excited for our next guest, an amazing, amazing community member here in LA, Rob Ryan. Hello. What's up, Esprit? I love the energy already. Thank you. Rob, where in LA are you based? Uh, I am in Koreatown right now. Uh, what, what are no. we in? Central LA. All the food. What's There's your favorite restaurant in, uh, in Koreatown? Ooh, probably CBD house, like two blocks from here, which Wait, is C- like one of the ultimate Korean barbecue places. Wait, but like, did you say CBD yes. house? Yeah, I'm pretty is sure. Is it CBD or- as in CBD? No. Uh-uh. Okay. It like stands for something. <laughs> um, go ahead to kick things off. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Well, first of all, thanks for having me, Esprit. It's awesome to be here um, talking about LA and tech. Today, So I'm Rob Ryan. I'm the founder of Growth Hacks. We are a consultancy that's based here in Los Angeles, but focused in Latin America. And we actually do very complicated things very easily. We help people and organizations to build entrepreneurial economies and to then bridge those entrepreneurial economies between Los Angeles, California, the US and other cities or countries in Latin America and vice versa. So we help Latin American companies, investors, entrepreneurs, governments, NGOs to come and establish themselves in the U.S., and we help U.S.-interested entrepreneurs, investors, ecosystem builders to build or expand themselves to Latin America. Uh, We've been doing this for about five years. It's myself and a small team of people, including my business partner, David, who's down in Baja in Tijuana, a small team of people in Latin America. And it's incredible fun, incredible challenges, and immense opportunities because of what the future is going to look like in both Los Angeles as well as in Latin America. Before we get into LA specific, what yeah. inspired you to create Growth Hacks? Who great story. Um, and it's left... H-A-X, yeah, so just in case, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's growth, the word, G-R-O-W-T-H, and then an extra H-A-X.com. How very you. startup tech of you. <laughs> so you want, I'll, if you've got a minute, I'll give you the one minute version of that it. story. Yeah. Right? So it actually has nothing to do with growth hacking, which is what most people mistake it for, like digital marketing, metrics, all that. Right. Nothing to do with that. In fact, it's a play on my original mentor uh, was my father. And he trained me in business in how to build professional relationships. Yeah. AKA, he trained me how to be a sales guy. Yeah. And there's a phrase in old times, because I'm an old guy, 52 years old. There's a phrase from way, way back when, from people like my dad, that when you were really good at something, albeit golf, out on a course, or just in life, you were an old hack. Yeah. Like, you were an old hack. Oh, I remember that. Like, you were an old, you were an old, like, the newspaper man was an old hack. The golfer was an old hack. Like, so you were good at something. You were an old hack. So I knew that our business was going to be about mentorship of entrepreneurs. It was going to be about helping people, business people grow themselves and their businesses. But then as an homage, as a, as a tribute to my father who had passed away when I was in my late thirties, I was like, let's call it growth hacks. Like like as a tip of the cap to him. So I went, here's the techie story. I went online because, you know, when we have great ideas, we all go online and look for the domain. Totally. Right. And I looked for growth hacks, H A C K S dot com. Right. Of course, it was taken. This is like yeah. 2015. Of course, it yeah. was taken, right? By yeah. some digital marketing agency. Yeah. So then I thought, like, oh man, how can I come up with a million variations? I didn't like any of them. And then I happened to be reading the book at the time from Elon Musk about SpaceX. Yeah. And somewhere in there, he has a story about how he really wanted to name it just like space. So it would yeah. just be space.com but somebody else owned the, nick, the, the domain name. Yeah. And so he was like, screw it. I'm just going to put an X behind it then. 
And he goes, and then it became like space exploration, but it was really just spacex.com. I was like, right. oh, that's it. I'll just do instead of H-A-C-K-S, I'll just yeah. do X.com. So that's how I, I love it. Attacks. And by it's, the way, someone yeah. followed us three weeks ago from a digital marketing agency and they were just created in 2019, 2020. And it's growth hacks, H-H-A-X-X.com. Stop. Somebody put another X behind it and they create their own brand, which God bless them. Good for them. <laughs> oh my gosh. I've had that before. People have had copycats and they put the in front yep. or something. Yep. It's uh I got lucky on my own personal domains, right? Which is yeah. I am Rob Ryan. Yeah. I got totally yeah. lucky. Also, nobody was I no, there was no I am Rob Ryan on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or the that web. is lucky. Like, yes. That's super lucky. Esprit, just my name spelled normal as a horse company. <laughs> so, I'm like, you know what's so crazy is my dad got me into technology and I'm like, yo, why did you not buy Esprit.com? Like what? And I don't know, were they really expensive or something? Yeah, no, they were a hundred. They were super expensive back in the day. Like how expensive? Okay. I feel like a hundred spree.com would have been like a hundo. It might've been a couple thousand. No. I mean, although it might've been cheaper because it's so unique. Like who that's what I'm saying. That's true. Cause it's a, like, it's super. Ex- yeah. My greatest domain name fail story. This is a classic story. Uh-oh. My first, I was, this is, this is, this is the short one, but it's Uber. A no, no. So this is way back in the day. Remember yeah. I'm old enough to have been around during the first yeah. bubble. Um, so 98, 99, I'm starting yeah. my first company at the time. It's going to be in like software automation of sales processes. Yeah. This was before the world of anything called CRM or any of that stuff. Yeah. So I'm like sitting here one day in my friend's apartment and I'm like noodling around on the web going like, okay, 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 cool. Yeah. And I'm like looking at 20 different variations of domain and one pops up and it's just literally sale, like, and then sales.com yeah. and then sales.com. And I was like, oh yeah, that'll be it. So I'm like, I should hold them. Like I should reserve them and pay now. You're and then lying. And my friend says out of the hallway, hey, come on, dude, you're already late. Like we're going to have some beers. And I was like, all right, I'll do this later. And I go. No, no. I can't, yeah. I can't even do the podcast yeah. anymore. For the, for the people that are only on audio with us today, Spree right now has her head in her hands in sadness for me, for the me of 23 years ago when I did not buy sales.com that night. And then like a day and a half later, when I remembered to get back around to it, it was taken. And weirdly, it was taken by this company, which like it had the name of the guy. And I'm like, whatever, it doesn't mean anything. It's just who yeah. owns it, right? And it's just some dude with some name that I didn't recognize in San Francisco. And I'm like, yeah, of course it is. Like it's the internet, boom. It's like, you know, it's 1999. It's the founders right? of Google. Uh, no, it was the, ultimately it was Mark Benioff, the founder of salesforce.com. Oh, no. Yeah, which... What's wild years. is that like you were thinking of this at the same time he was thinking of Well, the Salesforce. rest of that story is a whole other story. So we're building our company, which is sales automation, a, a, a particular flavor of it. Yeah. And we were in Southern California at the time. And he, this is the whole history of him. He was three, four guys in his apartment in the Mission District building what eventually became Salesforce.com. And Fast forward a few years and a bunch of failures and successes and all kinds of normal startup stuff. And we actually wound up getting introduced to one another by a mutual investor in, yeah. both, of us, in both of us, Yeah, who was essentially at that time, we were probably going to fail. We did. Yeah. 
but we were probably going to fail. And he probably wasn't because we were about to hit the real collapse of the first internet, which was yeah. a terrible economic wipeout for everybody. And so, yeah, he and I wound up meeting and having a conversation that proved to me I, I wasn't a big fan of his then. He seems to have grown up be a very nice man and a big philanthropist and good for him. He's saving the world one investment at a time. But at the time, I wasn't a big fan and he probably didn't like me either. So we didn't, we didn't do anything together. Let's just say that. But man, if I would have bought sales.com. No, but you know what? There was also, and it probably still is, a huge problem with like, speaking of hacks, is hacking um, and stealing domains of that kind. So you probably would have had a whole nother set of issues. But pivoting back to LA, before we jump into a dive into Los Angeles specifically, let's talk about Latinx. Let's like, what? first of all, let's not assume that everybody knows what that means, what that is. Let's start right from the beginning. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a bunch of different ways to slice it, right? So in the U.S., in the in the, the verbiage we use to describe things, some people, not all, by the way, like the descriptor Latinx. So it's essentially Latino or Latina but with an X. So it's kind of gender neutral. And that has taken a, a life of its own. Although I will say now, April 2021, there's a big kind of pushback from the Latina and Latino communities and entrepreneurial communities here in L.A. and throughout the U.S., as I think the communities have grown and become more self-empowered to start to say like, that's silly. Like that's what, you know, white folks wanted to call us. Like we're fine with Latino or Latina. So it's been like an interesting evolution that I've watched, but in the broader context with our business being in Latin America, or as I shortened to say Latam, the funny thing is they don't use that descriptor. So I would always toggle back and forth. Like I was rarely home in the last five years here in LA, but when I would be, and I would meet someone, I would be like, oh, we work with like Latin X founders. And the persons here would be like, yeah, totally makes sense. Then I would like slip when I'd be in Guadalajara or Mexico city or Buenos Aires. And I would talk about Latin X entrepreneurial economy. And they would say to me like, what, like that, what do you, what is that? I don't even understand that. Is that a word? Because I was making up a mm-hmm. word they, and they were. And so, so there was this disconnect culturally between the two, but yeah, it's a huge reality, as we know, going forward in the U.S. as a country, demographically, right? By 2044, I think it is, we will be a minority-majority country, right? We will be a country that will be predominantly brown and black, um, which I think is fantastic. Like, we're evolving. This is great. And progressively, we'll also have more women in charge of things by then, which is awesome as well. <laughs> but that reality juxtaposed against kind of like our own economic realities we live in, and then the growth of Latin America which is a huge region, although made up up by 33 different countries, all of which who had their own little dialects and versions of Spanish and stuff like that. It's not just all what we see in the media. Like I say, everybody on the other side of the wall is the same. Like, no, not even close. That would be no, no more so than everybody in LA is the same as New York or Chicago or Iowa or Florida, right? It's very different um, as a region, but there's a, there's a growing opportunity because there's a lot of economic growth in the region. And then particular to Los Angeles, there's a unique opportunity because we are such a confluence of cultures here, right? I mean, the state is a country in and of itself in many ways, and particularly from a Spanish-speaking Latin slash Mexican influence type of culture here, a lot of people don't know this. A lot of people here, especially our very successful Mexican-American business people in LA, know that Los Angeles would be the second largest city based on Mexican population, citizens, in Mexico, after Mexico oh. City, because there are about 2.6 million Mexican Americans living here in Los Angeles. And then there are another million and a half or so Spanish speaking people yeah. from all other 
Spanish cultures and you know, Central American countries, South American countries, even Spain um, Let, that make up part of our population. So it's an interesting talk, place to be. Yeah, let's talk about the resources here for the Latin community. What what are the accelerators in place? What are the mentorship programs? What should we know about that people can access here in Los Angeles? Yeah, the, sadly, the easy short first answer is not enough. Right? What are, what are the resources? Not enough. How much support is there? Not enough. Um, how much Who investment? Who do you think does it really well? Is there a city so, in the world? No, not particularly right now. But I would say to your to your more specific level of the question, there are some that are doing amazing work. Right. So there's an accelerator program that is in partnership with a city called Grid One Ten. Mm, um, yes, which, Mickey, love her. Right, Mickey, yeah, Mickey Reynolds and and the team Austin Clements, who's now broken off, and I'll mention him in a second because he's also doing something else that I think is really cool for the the broader brown and black community. Um, but yeah, like what Mickey and did in partnership with the city to have the city even focus on that is huge, and it's really important. There are other. I have some friends that are in the food industry that are really involved with the Latino kind of collaborative associations around both the food manufacturing and food distribution and, and retail, as well as restaurants. And that's a huge, like literally almost a billion dollar industry, I think, just here in California. So there's that. But the real answer, sadly, still is there aren't enough programs. You know, it's funny, and you've been around long enough to know, I've been around long enough to know, right? We It used to just be LA it was a Hollywood industry city. And 40 years before that, it was like a defense industry and Hollywood industry. And then it it was becoming a tech industry thing. And then we tried to force it by calling it Silicon Beach and making up marketing names and stuff. Oh and, and then it just kind of became We've that. We've been in this pandemic for so right? long. Right. I forgot it, like Silicon Beach existed. <laughs> right. Because that was a thing. Wow. That was a, that and, was a and strong thing. And people probably thing. still use it. But, yeah. But now, and that's, I always point to it, like why I'm so enthusiastic about it going forward is now it's a thing that doesn't need to be like poorly marketed. Like now it's just a thing. Like now it's just a realization mm-hmm. that this is a this is the global metropolis that is on par with Shanghai and Tokyo and Rome and London and Paris and Barcelona in a way that is unique, like New York, right? I mean, it's kind of the two anchor global cities of totally. the 21st century. What can we do to create stronger resources here? Yeah, we've 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 got to double down and focus on and and it's funny, right? Here, and I say this, here's the old white guy saying this, right? two white people on this podcast talking about what we should do, but, but I would rather have us talking about it than hiding from it. And frankly, again, I embrace it. Like all of our business is built on the future. I'm betting on this world that is going to be the more diverse world, the more. I actually grew up world. with that uh, heavy Latin culture. See, so this most, is awesome. most people don't, don't know no, that. All, and yeah, I love but, that. You yeah. understand it, right? So, so to me, we have to, a couple things have to happen. And the good news is they're happening. So we, the system, the infrastructure has to empower and enable and support and invest in right the our money the next generation of entrepreneurs and entrepreneurial economy builders and there are some incredible ones mickey uh, reynolds at grid 110 is a leader that has an influence that supersedes grid 110 austin clements who was one of the partners founding partners at grid 110 has you know splintered off and started a grid 110 program in south la last year, two years ago, I think, right before the pandemic. And that program will survive. But now Austin has broken off again with some of his partners from the Slauson area. And they're building up the first you know, African-American focused um, VC fund, right? Mm. And then on our podcast, yes, we do a podcast called Mentors Today as part of Growth Packs in our universe in Latam. Mm-hmm. We interviewed one of the guys who you should interview and anybody in LA tech over the next 20 years needs to know. 
which is Taj Eldridge. And Taj has been most recently the director, one of the directors at the LA Clean Tech Incubator, which mm-hmm. is in a world-class clean tech program. Really LACI, yeah. There, yeah, there really isn't one, in case anybody doesn't know that. There really isn't one that's equivalent to that outside of here, which is incredible. But now Taj is about to raise what will be the largest fund in the U.S. run by an African-American general partner. That's so right? cool. and, and Taj is going to do two things with it, not to tell his story for him, but he's going to split that money half, $125 million, to invest in underrepresented founders, women, brown, black, disadvantaged communities here in LA and in other urban areas. Then he's going to take the other $125 million and they're going to dedicate it into a fund of funds to invest in new emerging underrepresented fund managers who want to start their own funds and become their own investors in their community. So those are the, like, the, in, the, the super wealthy Hollywood people, yeah. right? the, the people that look or sound like me when I'm out for a walk in Hollywood or Koreatown, like with money and power in this yeah. city, they have to invest as limited partners in those people. They have to fund programs. If they're running corporations, they have to sponsor and spend their ad dollars with these types of programs because yeah. we, need, we need 10X what we have right now, if not more. Um, so it's a, it's a huge opportunity sadly born of a huge problem. And where can people connect with you further? They can find me anywhere that you can find people on social media. You used to be able to find me and you hanging out on Clubhouse. Well, on well say your, say your, say your, your social handle, your name or email. Yeah. So you can, you can find me on Twitter at I am Rob Ryan. Um, so just how it sounds. I am Rob Ryan, R-O-B-R-Y-A-N. You can find me. I think that's also my handle on Instagram. It's on Twitter, uh, Facebook. You can just look for Rob Ryan and a 50-ish white guy with barely any hair and a beard (laughs) um, with a big smile. And that's me. And uh, also on LinkedIn, Rob Ryan. And then my email address, you can find us on our website on our company, which is growthhacks.com. And you can email me there. But honestly, I'm, my daughter says, my 27-year-old daughter says I'm the world's oldest millennial. (laughs) The easier, I should sound hip and cool. The easier way to find me is just slide into my DMs and hit me up on Twitter. So find me at I am Rob Ryan and then just DM me. And if there's any way I can help you, I'll help you. I love it. I love it. You've mentioned so many great people, which I will include in the show notes. If there's one more person that you could think of, someone based in LA or a company based in LA that you're like, ah, they really impressed me. Who would that person or a company be? Uh, That's an awesome question, Esprit. There are so many people I'm always impressed by here in Los Angeles, but I got to be selfish first. None more so than my daughter, Riley Ryan, who's living over in Los Feliz, working as a writer's assistant at Sony, got her, got her big break in Hollywood last November during the pandemic. And wow. Oh, and oh, by the way, also just got accepted into the USC Film School Master's in Screenwriting Program. Amazing. So yeah, I'm a proud dad of a 27 and a half year old millennial who's just killing it here in LA and the greatest thing I've ever done in my life. So thanks for asking. So I'm going to name two okay. companies. I'm going to name two startup companies. If you're this the audience and the consumer, like these are the people you should buy from. And then I'm going to talk about two influencers who've been putting in the work behind the scenes for years to build LA to what it is now. They built the foundation that we're all going to stand on for the next 20 years. So those two people are Nora May Cadena and mm. Car- uh, Carmen Palafox. Oh they were, yeah, they, they were Nora May and Carmen. Amazing. They were, they were, they were. Those are my, those are my girls. They're my women. They're my strong, proud Latinas. They were formerly partners at a VC firm called Mila. And they have now since split and gone in their own direction. And they're building two different funds. Um, and Nora May's work with supply chain capital um, is going to do incredible things for the food industry 
in the US over the next 25, 30 years. On the company side here in LA, if you're looking to buy amazing products or buy from companies that provide products with a heart, there's Shop Latinx, which is Brittany yes. Chavez and Miles Montes and their team, which is just an incredible startup, amazingly good people, some of the brightest young people we have. And then there's um, Azine, and I'm not even going to try and mispronounce her last name, but her company is Skin Muse, S-K-N-M-U-S-E. And I'm pretty sure, and I know both of those, either Shop Latinx or Skin Muse can be found on Instagram. Amazing. They're both super millennial, Gen Z, like authentic, community-based companies with purpose, amazing beauty and other products from natural, like organically sourced. Just, it's like good for the planet, good for business, good for you as a consumer. And they're both born here in LA. Um, and I think it's the future of commerce that's coming out of LA. So amazing. And I love that we've had uh, Carmen and Nora May and formerly at Mila. And then we've had um, Shop Latinx on the podcast. Awesome. So that's been really cool. Um, yeah. So last two questions. One is a selfish question. What is your favorite tool, software, mobile app? Could be anything. Calendly. Oh, yeah. Scheduling. Game Hands changer down. for me. Yeah, Candly, Hugh. Want to speak? Here's the link. Like <laughs> game changer for me. Yeah, no, I, yeah. That's how we booked this podcast, Candly. Yes, yeah, yeah it's... no, literally, exactly. But I mean, game changer for me. I found it a year and a half ago, and like everybody hated it, hated it, thought it was like weirdly impersonal and inhuman, and bleh, I just hated it so much so that now the the language in the invite that you get from me mocks my past hatred for it and says, hi, this is Rob. No, I'm not a bot. Yes, it's me. And yes, I used to hate this probably as much as you do, but trust me, you're going to love this. And here's my, uh, yeah, no, I love totally. game changer tool. Yeah. Total game changer. And last question I love to ask is if you had one ask of the community, something that we could all do to support and accelerate you and your success, what would that ask be? And it can't be one of these save the world no, no. answers. No, no. I no. know you good people. Right. You're always about saving everybody else's world. Like no, no, no. for you selfishly, what would selfish, you ask? Yeah, me? selfish ask. If everybody listening to this could introduce me to the two coolest, smartest people in their network by hitting me up in the DMs this year. If they could do that, if they could introduce me to the two coolest and smartest people in their network this year. And you can hit me up at I am Rob Ryan on Twitter. That would be incredible because with that, Esprit, haha, I got you. Then we're going to change the world. No, no. But like, okay. So like if I was going to make an introduction, wait, yep. there's something missing. Like where's the mutually beneficial energy? Like, like why do these people within my network want to talk to you? Like, what Ooh, is that thing? Because I am, you know, here, so here's the- To create, to empower me to create the intro, right? And, and also here's the self for self-promotion. Like this will sound cocky. Take it how you will audience. Like Bring I am, it. I am little, I could not be longer LA. I could not <laughs> be more hashtag long LA and long California than I am. There may be others. And I know some of them in our community and especially in our tech community. And now in our new VC community, that's growing up so fast that are super long LA, but they are no more long LA than I am. So yeah. I am at least as long as and I am, I'm 52 years old and I plan on busting my ass and doing this work for the next 30 years. I'm giving it till 82 and then I'm going <laughs> to take a break. So I've got 30 years. That's 30 summers, 30 winters, 30 falls. We've got to build this into living up to its potential. 
Totally. LA has the potential from a technology, innovation, creativity, new business creation standpoint to be the leading city in the planet. And totally. I am going to put myself out in front of that every chance I get. And so these people, the payoff for them will be if you introduce me to the two smartest and coolest people in your network, I'm going to suck them into this mission of ours. Totally. I'm going to expose them to my vision and my energy. And then we're going to find a place for them where they want to play in this sandbox, where to work for them and their business interests and their future growth. And then together, we actually make your dream of we are LA tech from when it was probably just you and like two friends in the valley somewhere. Like we turn that into what the should be, which is <laughs> me the world. And two friends, more like me working my ass off. Okay, it, was, it was just you <laughs> in the valley by yourself. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> But no, I mean, that, that's it. So the payoff for people is connect them in through me and then let them feed off of me yeah. because it's not just me. It's me as a proxy for everybody else. Yeah. I'm all in. I love I that. I'm all in on LA. And for those of you who don't know the hashtag Long LA, Long LA, as far as I know, was kind of developed by investors as kind of shouting their commitment to yeah. the city of Los Angeles. Do you have the same backstory? It's like an investor created hashtag. I, I saw, when I came back, pre-pandemic, which again was the first time I had really spent any substantial time here in like five years. Yeah. And I saw it in the handles on the on the you know, tweets and stuff of a few yeah. people, Mark Suster um, yeah. and, and even Nora May threw it up a couple of yeah. like, And Investors. I was like, okay, yeah. I respect these people. What are they saying by that? And then I kind of started to meet people. And Eric, I yeah. used to be with, the, now he's with the Alliance for SoCal Innovation, used to be with the mayor's office. Eric is like my Sherpa of Los Angeles in the last two years. And Eric was using it. And I'm like, okay, three people that I super yeah. respect are talking about, they're telling the world that we're long about LA. We believe yeah. in Los Angeles, not just We're all in. Yeah, yeah, not like, you know, we're in San Francisco and OTAX are too high. So we're all going to you know, decamp to Miami, yeah. which is the cool thing to do now. No, that's bullshit. Like we're all in on LA <laughs> because this is where we want to build families. This is where we want to build businesses because yeah. we love the climate. We love our neighbors. We love the tacos and the beach. Yeah. Like, and so, yeah. Excuse me. And we love skateboarding. Yes, you are the. I have like there. nine skateboard decks. <laughs> you go, you go action sports. Icon. I don't surf. That I be. I've been surfing, but I mean, oh, you could please. be a surfer. You could do it if you could skateboard. <laughs> you could surf. I love skating. Thank you so much, Rob, for hanging out with the We Are LA Tech podcast. If you want to awesome. connect and collaborate with more incredible people in the Los Angeles tech community, go to wearelatech.com/slash/community. That's wearelatech.com/slash/community. That will take you straight to the Facebook group. Say hello on social at We Are LA Tech on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Bye. Peace out. Long, I'm long as free. Hi, this is Rob Ryan, founder of Growth Hacks, building bridges between Latin America and Los Angeles, coming to you live from Koreatown, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Community spotlight coordination by Anna Freeberg. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.